everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Status Alternative Podcast. My name is Brittany, and on today's episode, we will be, well, I will be talking about the 2008 action movie Wanted, starring James McAvoy, Angelina Jolie, Morgan Freeman, and Common. So, for those of you who are unaware of what this movie is, um, it's an action movie that was actually loosely adapted from a comic book. So, my history with the movie is, when I saw this movie, I thought it was very interesting. This came out, like, right when I was in high school. And I thought it was, like, fairly interesting. I thought it was hilarious. Um, it was, it slowly became, like, one of my favorite action movies. And I'm normally not a big fan of action movies. But this one, this one in particular was very interesting. I liked the concept of it. Um, action scenes are really, really solid. And I really like the soundtrack to it, too, because it had, like, all of my favorite soundtrack. It had some of my favorite music. Um, There's the Every Day is Exactly the Same by Nine Inch Nails, as well as uh, an original song by Danny Elfman, who's done many, many uh, different types of music for movies. Um, I believe he is also a part of... He also did the music for, like, Tim Burton, for, like, Nightmare uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. He did the two Batman movies in the late 80s, early 90s. So, solid soundtrack, solid cast, really good action movie. So, it wasn't until, like, I want to say about, like, many years later when I ended up realizing, or when I found out that it was actually, there was a comic book. At the movie itself was adapted by a comic book that came out in two thousand three, um, of the same name called Wanted. It was a limited miniseries that ran from two thousand three to two thousand five. There was only six issues, and it was published by Top Cow Productions, and has since gone on to become a trade paperback and as well as some single issues that you can find wherever you get your comics. So, when I heard about this, and when I saw it, I'm like, man, I gotta go get this. This looks interesting. This looks, this looks like it's gonna be good. Because if it's anything like the movie, I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is gonna be solid. <clears throat> and I, when I read the comic, immediately, like everyone else, you know, when anything's been adapted for screens, either whether it be chapter books or comic books, you're always going to say, oh man, the comic was better, the comic or book was better, and that's always a fair assessment. But this one, this one, at the time when I read the comic, I'm like, why did they do this? The comic was so much better, the comic was so much better. But now looking back on it and having grown an appreciation for both forms of media, I have come to the realization like, it, and plus doing more research for the sake of this podcast, I've come to the conclusion that it's a loose-based adaptation. Yes, the story, the characters are pretty much the same, and that's basically it. But everything else is it's pretty much like its own entity at this point. Um, there, did, there was talks of a sequel coming out, but that has been placed into what the industry calls developmental hell. Uh, there have been talks about possibly doing a sequel, but nothing has been concrete just yet. There is certain, there is still rumblings about it, but you never know. Um, in my opinion, the spiritual successor for the sequel, I would have to give it up to the video game that came out, I want to say like 2008, 2009. The video game called Wanted Weapons of Fate. And it 
picks up immediately after the events of the movie. And spoiler alert, this movie does... I'm going to spoil the movie and the book, even though both me, both of these things have been out for like almost 10 plus years um, at this point. So the video game came out and the video, like I said before, the video game came, uh, <laughs> the video game came out and it picks up right where Wesley is now taking on the whole fraternity, this big, the whole fraternity the global version of fraternity they're coming to kill him while you're also dealing with wesley in the present you're also dealing with his father in the past and you're playing as cross in the film as well so it's pretty interesting you just basically go back and forth between the father and son and all that and you realize what led cross to ultimately leave the fraternity as well as you get to see you know wesley continue to kick ass and take names <coughs> so with all that being said, let's dive right into this episode. So right now, I'm going to talk about some of the major differences that I picked up on while doing research between the movie and the comic. So one of the major differences being, the fraternity is a group of supervillains, not assassins. Supervillains got together, killed all the superheroes, and then made the whole general population, everyone in the universe, forget about superheroes. So that way it would be easier for them to get away with doing their criminal activities and crimes and such as that. One of the other major differences, the leader is Professor Seltzer, not Sloane. So in the movie, uh, Sloane is the leader of the fraternity for that division in Chicago. And in the comic book, the character who is the leader of the fraternity is a man by the name of Professor Seltzer. He's your very stereotypical mad scientist type, and he is also the head of the North and South American division of the fraternity. Also next, the Loom of Fate does not exist. So one of the major plot points in the film is that there is a Loom of Fate, which um, Every division or every sector of the fraternity, it's this big, long, ancient order of people who die. They take a piece of cloth and they're able to dissect ones and zeros and it's like a binary code. And the binary code spits out names of people that need to be murdered. Uh, the tagline being, or like one of the lines Angelina Jolie's character Fox says in the movie is, um, kill one, save a thousand. So that's what the fraternity does. In order to save a thousand people in the smallest way, this loom of fate decides who dies. And that's one of the plot points in the film. But in the comic book, there is no loom of fate. Once again, they're not assassins. So in the comic, the plot of the comic essentially revolves around the rising tension within the different factions leading to a civil war amongst them. So in the comic book, um, you know, the same thing with... Most supervillains, it's all egos, it's all tension. So there's always wanting to be one, you, there's one center big bad in the sense of all of these like comic book plots and everything like that. So in this case, it's actually just one person wanting to rule an entire faction of these supervillains. So that is the plot of the comic. Uh, fourth thing, which some people may find funny. Uh, Wesley's character actually looks like Eminem in the comic book. 
Um, I believe as the story goes on, he has like this really scruffy head of hair, but when he ends up meeting Fox and he fully ingratiates himself into the fraternity, he gives himself like a bit of a buzz cut and he looks like, like blonde hair to Eminem. His character pretty much looks the, his character pretty much looks different within the comic versus the movie. And in the movie, he's played by James McAvoy. He has this brown hair. He has an anxiety disorder that he takes medication for. Um, he gets like these really, really bad anxiety attacks where it's just like he feels like he can't breathe, he can't focus. Um, his heart is beating at a rapid pace. And he starts off as this mild-mannered dude. His mother raised him by herself. And for the movie, for the comic, I mean, uh, his mother raises him as a pacifist. So he does not, in any shape or form, um, fight against gang members who are bullying him, um, confronts his girlfriend who's cheating on him with his best friend. Uh, he does not stand up to his boss. There's many small examples, but it's pretty much the same thing. The only thing that's different is their character uh, stylization and how they look. That's one of the major differences. Wesley's the the fifth one. Wesley's father is known as the killer, not Cross. His name is never addressed in the comic book. It's just he's just known by his alias, which is the killer. Aside from the manner in which they uh, contribute to the story, they are not similar at all. Wesley's father, so let's go with Cross. So Cross in the film is just this random dude that is out to kill Wesley, or so we assume. Um, he's there at random points in the film trying to uh, assassinate Wesley for some strange reason. We don't know why. He's responsible for killing um, this guy that we see in the beginning of the film who we presume is Wesley's father. And to be honest with you, from watching the movie and reading the book, the guy in the beginning of the film looks more like Wesley's dad as far as, like, the comic book than he does in the film. So the, main, so the movie begins with, like, this guy, slick back hair, handsome dude, going to the office, and we're, we're assuming, oh, this is Wesley's father because he's the one we presume gets killed in the beginning of the movie. And it turns out it's not. It's another, it's the other guy that ends up killing him named Cross, who we assume is just some rogue, some rogue assassin who is out in the field trying to kill Wesley. And we are then to believe he's the antagonist, which is not true. So, as the movie progresses and we get to the twist in the movie, turns out Cross is actually Wesley's father, not the dude in the beginning of the film. So then Wesley goes on this whole thing where he then learns the truth that Sloan was actually falsifying the loom uh, patterns and making targets up as he goes in order to benefit the fraternity in his set. So, in the comic, though, since there's no assassins, there's no loom of fate, we presume Wesley's father is killed, and he goes on a, not so much on a rampage or a killing spree, he finds himself drawn into this place, he fi finally stands up for himself, he realizes who he is, and he realizes his lineage, ultimately finding out um, that his father is actually still alive. His father faked his own death, and in doing so, he wanted Wesley to train to become a better um, killer 
in order for him to kill his own father, because his father is um, getting older and his skills are deteriorating because he's like one of the best killers there is. And he didn't want to be killed by anybody inferior. So he set up this whole big plan to get Wesley involved in the fraternity, um, get his skills up because he's born to do this. He's born to be a killer and be a criminal. And he wants him to kill. He wants him to kill him. So in the movie, Cross is killed by Wesley, but but on accident. He ends up finding out that Cross has been trying to separate him from the fraternity since the beginning, but they he never had a chance because they've been lying to him this whole time. Sloane and Fox have been lying to him. Everybody's been lying to him about who his father is, and it's not until he goes and finds the man that creates his father's bullet that he then finds out, oh, Cross is your real father, Sloan has been lying to you, and he inadvertently killed him during, um, on a car ride? Yeah, he inadvertently kills him on accident due to mistaken identity, whereas kill the, the killer wanted to be killed by his son. Uh, let's see. Let's get into another main character that <laughs> contributes a lot to the story. Let's talk about Fox. So, in the comic, Fox looks more like Halle Berry. Whereas in the movie, she's played by Angelina Jolie. So, that's another thing. So, they changed Fox's look as well as her race. One of the other major differences being is that Fox's character in the comic is portrayed to be more ruthless and power-hungry than she is to be, and then her counterpart in the film, which is more of a character who's loyal to the code. Fox in the comic is a power-hungry, ruthless individual who's been a criminal since she's been 14. For Fox's character, Fox loved her father, had a great relationship with her father, and one day is killed by this random dude. I I think her father was like a pros. I want to say her father was a prosecutor or some type of lawyer and a criminal got off and then ended up going after her father, killed her father and made her watch and then branded her. Hence her whole commitment to the fraternity and their code. So that's one of the major differences. Also number seven, there's no bullet bending in the comic. The, in the comic book, the scene where Wesley shoots the wings off of flies, that is real. But the whole idea of bullet bending within the movie, that is not real. That does not exist. That is not anywhere in the comic book at all. That's just the device they put in the movie just to make it seem cooler. It's the idea of these super assassins that can bend the trajectory of bullets. Those are the differences that I noticed between the movie and the comic. And it was, it's still a fun movie. It's still a fun read. Um, maybe I'll go watch the movie again if I'm bored. I know it's on Netflix, so I may just watch it. And I may watch the gameplay for Weapons of Fate again. Because like I said in the beginning, um, that is probably the closest we'll get to a sequel. Because I don't know. I remember the seeing that there were some rumblings. They're trying to get it done. But the last thing I heard, there was no major update since like 2021 2020 so it is what it is and with that all being said guys gals and non-binary pals we have come to the conclusion 
of these po- of this podcast episode. You can follow me on Twitter at RollMarterX. That is Roll underscore Martyr underscore X. You can follow me on Instagram as well, where I just post a bunch of stuff, mostly promote this podcast and all this fun stuff. This has been the Status Alternative Podcast, and I will catch you all at the next episode. And remember, stay alternative. Thank you.